Frontier Myanmar podcast. We will be unpacking some of the key issues the country is facing during its transition. This week we're talking by-elections. The 2017 by-election will take place on April 1st and parties across the country will be fighting out for 16 seats. Six in the Pitu Luto, or lower house, three in the Amyoto Luto, or upper house, and seven in the state or regional parliaments. I'm your host, Oliver Slow. I'd like to welcome our guests. Murat Chortu is Frontier's senior political reporter, and So Min Ong is a political analyst and one of the founders of the Tagang Institute of Political Studies. And a quick note for our listeners, we are in an apartment in downtown Yangon, so you may hear some familiar sounds. So Min Ong, I'll ask you the first question. The last time Myanmar went to the polls, there was a lot of euphoria, a lot of excitement around the 2015 general election. This time, people appear to be either disinterested or unaware of the April 1st vote. So what can we expect from this by-election? If uh, people are not as much enthusiastic about the by-election, it is because the contest is open only for 19 or 18 seats this time. And geographically, the number of uh, vacant seats are also located not in big cities. Well, of course, Rangoon is an exception, but uh, most of the uh, vacant seats will be in, uh, in states and regions. So uh, people do not feel the, the impact of the by-election on them. And we're at the same question. What can we expect from this by-election? I think um, people you know, don't expect uh, too much in this time um, because you know it's too clear for people and the ruling party entity because uh, people think uh, uh, they will win next five years maybe probably next ten years because it's too clear that's why you know it's too quiet this time mm-hmm. I think and based on both your observations can we expect the NLD to win the most seats in this election first of all the contest will only be for 2% of the elected seats in the parliament. So it will not make big difference uh, in the uh, parliament dominated by the NLD. I think the NLD has occupied uh, around 56% of the, uh, the elected seats. But it is uh, after one year of the NLD government, this election, this by-election, is going to be a, a test for them to be able to know whether the NLDs and uh, Do Aung San Suu Kyi's popularity remain the same. So uh, apart from that, uh, there are some constituencies in ethnic states. So it would be interesting to find out the number of popular votes that each and every party gain in this by-election. Because in a way, it, it would be an indicator of which ethnic parties are doing well in their respective states and which uh, national level parties are also doing well. And Murat, so Ong said there, we, we are a year into the NLD's government of Myanmar. What would you say in this past year have been some of maybe the, the good sides of NLD? And what have been maybe the, the things where there's a lot of questions remaining about what they've achieved so far? Um, last year, it's just um, past one year, so I think they couldn't show what they have done, um, probably, um, because you know the legacy before the NLD, the the previous government has done a lot of uh, a lot of complicated things, messy. 
that's why you know they have to solve the problems and they have to fix so many things. So one year is not enough uh, for this time. Maybe energy needs next three or four years to do that. So well, for the bar edition, energy doesn't you know worry about that. I think. Earlier this month, there were huge protests in Chongzhong Mon State over the government's decision to name a bridge there after Bojo Ongsan. Local residents say they were not consulted on the decision. One of the P2 Luthor seats is in Changzhong Township. Do you think the controversy around the bridge will affect the NLD's chances there? Yes, I think. Exactly. Because uh, in previous election, according to the Dongsan Switch's popularity, you know, it's NLD uh, win, NLD won. Uh, but this time, you know, it's patriotizing for the ethnics. Uh, community because they are they always ready to vote their ethnic party but uh, the previous edition is you know a little bit complicated and then it's uh, Dosu said vote for the flag don't vote for the people but this time it, you know people's uh, views are so clear because they, they know who to vote I think it's uh, you know sure for the more ethnic they will vote to the ethnic own party yeah uh, in the coming by election I think there are about four constituencies uh, that should be followed or watched carefully. It is uh, Changzong Township in Mon State, uh, An Township in Rakhine State, uh, Jili and Manshu Townships in Shan State. Mm -hmm. uh, but specifically for the Changzong Township, we will have to wait and see whether the NLD uh, will be able to see through uh, and how it is doing uh, uh, with regard to two ethnic Mon parties. It's true that NLD's popularity with the local population is on the, on the wane recently because of this Changzong Bridge controversy. On the other hand, there are two Mon parties, all Mon Region Democracy Party and also Mon National pa Party, which cannot find an agreement am among themselves. So chances are that the ethnic Mon votes will also be divided among their ethnic parties. Uh, and in regard to the uh, uh, Arakan National Party, so, so it is an you know, area also where we cannot underestimate uh, uh, the, the rival parties such as the Union Solidarity and Development Party. Uh, what's interesting about the Ann constituency that the, uh, the firebrand nationalist Rakhine uh, politician Dr. Amon will mm -hmm. be competing. Yeah. Well, he is also a controversial figure and we, we cannot know how the electorate will respond to you know, his uh, political ambition. And the two townships in Shan State, Monshu and Jedi, although we we said it is two townships. Actually, like six seats are going to be open for these two townships because the, the, con the contestants will have to be, you know, compete not only for the, for the lower house but also for the state parliament seats. And what ha what's been happening right now is that the NLD is asking to the election commission to cancel the uh, uh, the, the Mongshu election and uh, other competing parties are protesting against. And, and what is the reason they'd like to see that cancelled? Uh, 
because uh, the reason they give is you know logistics and it is difficult for some villagers to have polling stations and actually to go to you know polls on the election day so it is mainly about uh, security reason and uh, townships like Mongshu and uh, Mongshu and Jie, the, the uh, elections also in the uh, 2015 will were cancelled because of security reasons. Mm -hmm. So uh, again, uh, in Shan State, the popularity of the Shan National League for Democracy is uh, is uh, pretty high. So although there are two Shan parties, uh, SNLD is, I think, in a good position uh, in, in their respective Shan State constituencies. As well as the NLD and USDP, in Shan State there will be two political parties competing. In Mon State there are two political parties. In Myanmar there is a trend of forming political parties based on small differences. Is this an issue in terms of splitting the vote? It certainly is, as in the case of Mon State, because the Mon party still cannot find any consensus among themselves on which platform they are going to run and how they are going to improve their representation. So this is a typical case of the uh, Burman majority national parties winning the election. But uh, in Shan State, we are seeing a different scenario because SNLD, in my view, is doing quite well in, in the northern part of the country. I think NLD, in, in such areas, NLD will have a tough time getting the majority. So another thing to look for at this by-election is the, the popular votes. Although the NLD won the 2015 elections in terms of the first-past-the-post you know, majoritarian system, if we look closely at the popular votes, the, the gap between the, the NLD and the rival parties are not so big. So like 30% gap. If I were the NLD, I would uh, study how much popular vote uh, it, it get as a as a political party to know the the relative you know strength and weaknesses for the uh, coming 2020 general elections. One of the most high-profile seats in this by-election will be Anne in Rakhine State. Arakan National Party leader Dr. Among will be competing for a seat there. Among has said if he wins in Anne, it will begin a domino effect for the AMP to take control in Rakhine State. Would you agree with that assessment? It's um, this time, you know, it's it's complicated uh, situation uh, because you know the Rakhine people thinks Doraemon is only one the leader of of AMP and you know for the state as well the Rakhine state. Uh, but you know, on the other hand, NLD is helping the another independent uh, representative, the Solimon. Also, NLD is helping Solimon as well. Solimon helping NLD. On the other hand. Um, and then the, the educated people, uh, voters and the and townships, you know, they like Solomon, the independent uh, representative. Uh, and then, you know, we can say, let's say Dada Imam lose for this election. It will not happen, dominant effect, uh, in my experience. Uh, because, you know, an NL, uh, ANP party, uh, within ANP party, there's so much talented uh, young NP and then you know talented young people from like Yangon and other uh, townships uh, they called it uh, them last year 
So if uh, Dalai Imam is, you know, like he he kept saying um, too much things and to attract the people's publicity, you know, the popularity. Uh, but you know, a lot of people, uh, kind of people, knows him very well. Uh, that's why, you know, uh, and then for for and. Uh, constituency it's the military region and then um, the half of the voters are from our military uh, families uh, that's why you know this time it's hard to say that um, but if Doraemon will win the election I don't think it happened the domino effect and just to add to the point Matt was making there um, and is the headquarters of the Western commander the, Tam uh, the Tamador right so we can reasonably assume that there'll be many USTP voters there? Uh, there is nothing to lose for Dr. Imong, uh because uh, he was uh, a, an upper house member of parliament and also the, AN, the ANP is the third election winning party in the national legislature and also it dominated uh, most seats in the uh, Rakhine state parliament. So if Dr. Imong won uh, the by-election in Ann Township, it is going, going to be only a you know, value-added uh, victory for him, maybe for his personal glory. But I don't think it, uh, there's going to be uh, a domino effect because uh, in the uh, state parliament, the relation with uh, the uh, Rakhine Party the, and ANP and the NOD is already uh, bad enough. And, and, and also, it is difficult to make, really make a you know, distinct voice with only a small percentage of seats in the national legislature. So I think Dr. Imam has nothing to lose. It's just, you know, he, he is doing this just for his personal glory. Let's look ahead now to the 2020 general election. Much of the NLD's success in 2015 was based around the popularity of Aung San Suu Kyi. There doesn't appear to be a new generation of leaders from the NLD, can the NLD repeat its success of 2015 in 2020? So long as Aung San Suu Kyi is around, uh, there, there is high chance that the NLD will also win the 2020 elections, you know, regardless of uh, its record over you know, five years. What's remarkable about the by-election is that Aung San Suu Kyi does not go out for campaigning. So she delegated the campaigning work only to, most notably to, the uh, the speaker. Uh, she's constitutionally barred, right, from yeah. campaigning. So she, she is not campaigning, and we we haven't seen the aggressive, you know, uh, campaigning. But you know, I'm, I'm not sure, you know, about the constitutionality of uh, Aung San Suu Kyi being able to campaign or not, because even her official position, the state councillor position, is a recent one, mm -hmm. and. We are in the gray area of the constitutionality of the position itself. So, you know, uh, I think if she wants, she can always find some justification to do the uh, canvassing for the election campaign. But because of her numerous duties and responsibilities, uh, she isn't able to do this this time. But she is a, a rather, you know, populist politician. And uh, she can speak beautifully and she can... Uh, appeal to the you know crowds and so I think you know she, she, the, the 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 Myanmar people because of their uh, experience with the military regime they can always relate to Aung San Suu Kyi as someone you know who who had been oppressed and you know who 
you know, rise step, roll step, you know, to the top again. So I think if she could still give this hope and this expectation to the people, then I think her party, the NLD, can still be doing well in 2020. Mm -hmm. And Matt, what do you think should be the NLD's priorities during this term before 2020? What do you think they should aim to achieve before the end of this term? After 2015 election, NLD you know, won the landslide victory. Uh, but af after that, you know, people thought um, that NLD will exactly win and 2020, um, people thought like that. Since 100 days plans, you know, people thought, you know, it, it is sure or not like that in 2020, uh, like coming elections. Um, so, uh, like now, the, the Yangon chief minister is uh, doing so much things like Mabada and other religious related things, um, and then YBS like that. It's just only in Yangon, but uh, the whole country it thinks it is, you know, uh, energy. Um, they didn't do proper things uh, like they can they cannot fix the policy uh, yet um, so it's just one year right now so um, within energy party like so many ministers uh, like one minister uh, and one chief minister from um, one state you know <clears throat> they resigned and um, so and then another uh, minister in Yangon cabinet Yangon uh, government cabinets you know they they seems split between the cabinets uh, so th that sounds like you know just one year that sounds like their their future is not clear for instance you know for 2020 is too too long to to say but just one year is enough for energy i think there's a lot of criticism among Myanmar's elite uh, regarding the nld's you know policies but at the same time, the vast majority of the population in Myanmar are, are farmers, and you know, the, they are in the agriculture. So we are we, we cannot know exactly what these people are thinking or how they are assessing NLD's uh, policies. At the same time, uh, we uh, we lack the uh, public opinion polls. And when the opinion polls are available, they are also, you know, unreliable because uh, there's always been problems with the, you know, the sampling and, and the like. So the by-election will be an indicator of, indicator of the, the, the NLDs, uh, how people are seeing the NLDs uh, record. Thank you, Sir Minho. Thank you, Murat, and thank you for listening.